The final season of Power Book 2, Ghost, begins. And for Tariq St. Patrick, it's the moment of truth. In the wake of being betrayed, pushed out of the drug game, and almost killed, Tariq is out for revenge. Will he prove to be like his father and do whatever is to be done to protect his family and his future? Or is he his own man? Power Book 2, Ghost, the final season. Watch now only on Stars and the Stars app. In the pressure cooker of the NBA playoffs, there's no room to fake it. Every pass, shot, and dribble is immediately consequential. The playoffs are the time for the real. Real stakes, real emotions, real sweat, blood, and tears. Real legacies. Which teams will rise from the chaos? Which teams will conquer? Which team is going to make this year their year? You already know when and where to find these moments of unscripted, pure entertainment. The NBA Finals continue. Tune in on ABC. Black Tech Green Money isn't just about telling the stories of successful black entrepreneurs. It's also about giving actionable and wealth-building strategies that help you protect the future of our communities. That's why we're pleased to be supported by State Farm Insurance. State Farm also believes that we must invest in our communities to achieve economic growth by sponsoring programs like the AXO, which rewards high school students for their academic achievements. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's how we own it! Welcome to Street Politicians. I'm my son. And I'm Tamika D. Mallory, and this is the place where Where the the streets streets and politics politics meet. meet. There's so much happening in the country. It's been a crazy week. Thank you so much for joining us for another episode of Street Politicians, and let's get into it. We're going to be talking about a bunch of things today, um, but, you know, just thinking about the environment that we're in, where all of this is just, it's a lot happening. People are definitely feeling a lot of weight. You've got the president who's been impeached, and there's, you know, obviously a trial going on right now, a lot happening with that. You know, I try not to watch it because it's just a lot of trauma, um, but there is a, a real impeachment impeachment situation happening in our country, and that has a lot of implications. Um, You know, there's a virus that's spreading across the world. We were talking earlier about this virus that's coming out of China. Uh, It's now in the U.S., um, and, you know, just trying to learn more about it. I think it's the coronavirus is the appropriate name. Um, so that's a lot. Then we see. Corona, is that a virus? No, that's it's just way serious. Like wow. it's way serious. I mean, it's it's spreading I'm and to make people. A little lighter, but it's definitely really serious. No, and people are dying, um, particularly in Asian countries. And here, uh, you know, like I said, it's here now. So there are people in the United States that actually have the virus and they've been quarantined and there's a lot happening there. And then, you know, sex trafficking, I talk about it on all of our shows and we will continue to talk about it. We're actually working on some things through our organization Mm -hmm. until freedom, uh, just to help educate people on missing women and girls, particularly black, Latino and native American. People don't often talk about the fact that a lot of native American women go missing from reservations And there's, you know, not a lot of focus on it. So we're doing some work to try to really bring a spotlight to that. Uh, There are cases of police brutality happening across the country. You know, I've been watching, like, we've been so busy working on other things but Until Freedom, but I still try to keep up with uh, Attorney Lee Merritt, obviously Sean King and his platform, uh, you know, Benjamin Crump, and just attorneys across the country. And every single day they're posting about people who are being killed. So it's not on the news like it was. And I think, honestly, you know, I'm into some conspiracy theories. I'm almost certain that, like, at some point, 
the energy with Black Lives Matter was so big and so hot that the media decided to stop playing so many stories of people who have been killed. And so now you don't see it as much, but it's still happening. Um, You know, and of course, there's a lot of, it's like you have all of that happening. And I guess it's just the black experience. Like we have all those things happening and then black excellence is popping. Like you see so much beauty and so many black folks doing great, amazing things. I know at some point we're going to talk about the Grammys and the whole weekend, the Rock Nation brunch. And so there's a lot happening. But I will say that, you know, in, in, in the Bible, when you read people who actually study and not, you know, doesn't matter what you believe in and who you call God, but, you know, if you really look at the Bible, it shows where there would be these types of situations where you would see earthquakes. Look at what's happening in Puerto Rico. It is so sad to see that they keep getting hit by very serious, serious weather conditions and these earthquakes, and that's happening all over the world. Uh, but that's, again, Puerto Rico is right here in the U.S. There are earthquakes, and I know that when you walk outside, in New York and other places around the country, one day it's 50 degrees, one day it's 11 degrees. One e- Climate change is a real serious thing. Yeah, so there's so much that, again, is going on. And I know people are feeling very weight, like heavy, right? Mm-hmm. But at the same time, we see a lot of beauty coming out of our communities, too. And we're just resilient people, for real. To go through all of that and still look good, I don't know how we're doing it. But mm-hmm. we are. Well, that's a lot, you know. <laughs> It is. So we'll try to cover some of it today. Um, And, you know, I was talking about the trauma, and obviously Kobe Bryant is what has happened, his death and his daughter's death and the deaths of all the other individuals who were on that flight um, yesterday is traumatic. Like, Mm -hmm. it is heartbreaking, so heartbreaking. And you have to ask yourself, like, how do we just deal with so much trauma in our lives every day, especially with people who we don't even know. Like, yeah. you know, we're experiencing trauma with people we don't even know. I just think, um, um, sleep in peace to Kobe Bryant, man. His, mm-hmm. I was in the, the movie theater with my sons, and we went to see, you know, we went to see um, Dr. Doolittle. So, and they were enjoying the movie, and I got a call saying that, you know, Kobe Bryant had died. And I'm like, what? I ran out the movie. And started making some calls and, you know, to actually find out that it was true. And I just was so confused. And it's so crazy that LeBron just passed his scoring. You know, he just passed him his scoring the night before. Mm. You know, and so when so you look. So for people who, like me, who don't understand a lot about sports and basketball, that means that Kobe Bryant had one scoring record, right? He was, and yes, he was on. Cause he LeBron was, got more yes. points. He got more points. He wow. had passed him in the amount of points Collective. scored collectively throughout wow. his career, and Jeez. LeBron had just passed him on the wow. list. And um, when you when you understand how much of a competitor Kobe is, it's just like crazy that the minute somebody passes him and beats him, he would lose his life. Like his his spirit mm. was competitive, you know. And when I think when I sat there and I thought about that, then I thought about when I found out that he was on the plane with his daughter. Yeah, and just understanding GG. the type of man that he is and understanding that I find so much similarities in the way that we compete mm-hmm. and the drive that we have and just imagining what he was probably going through on that helicopter when his daughter, he couldn't save his daughter. Right. Just to, because he probably wasn't thinking about himself. Right. I wouldn't have been thinking about myself. Right. Me going through that and hearing my daughter cry and me, everything in me would be trying to figure out how do I save my daughter. Right. I would give my life, if it, forget me, 
but my daughter needs to be saved. So right. I thought about all of those things at one time, and it made me emotional. Started texting people, calling friends, telling them I love them, getting texts from people. Yeah. I think it made you really just reflect right. on your life and what life means. And that's the thing, like, today, I mean, obviously it was happening all night, but today when I woke up and started going through my social media feed, I saw so many people talking about hugging your loved ones and telling your loved ones that you care about them. And, you know, you always have to ask yourself, is it that just in these moments we start doing that and then we get back to regular life and we forget about the little things, just the little conversations I read something on Valicia Butterfield Jones, our, my, our good friend, on her social media page where she said um, that people, and, and I'm not going to quote it exactly, but that somebody who was on that flight had a plan for today or the mm -hmm. next day. Yep, they had a whole and they, schedule. But they say God is the only planner. That's right. They and say if you want to make God laugh, then you tell him your plans. Tell him your plans. You know, so but I do want to make sure, I didn't mean to cut you off, but I do want to make sure that we mention that, again, there were other families there. And there was a mother and father with their daughter. Yeah, it was seven other people. And there. then a mother with her daughter, the pilot. So many people lost their lives. Yeah, man. So we just want to send out our condolences to them, to Vanessa. You Vanessa. Know. Vanessa oh, lost Vanessa, her husband Vanessa. and her daughter. Vanessa. You know, so I, I couldn't even imagine what she's going through right now, I think. And anybody in her circumference who's able, you know, to lift her, to right. hold on hug to her, her, to hug her, because she's definitely going through a lot right now. So I'm going to find this thing while you're talking that someone wrote on Facebook that I thought was so powerful and such an example of, as women, what we experience. And it talks about strength, the strength of a woman, and, of course, it doesn't want to pull up at this moment. But basically, it starts out by saying that this today, Vanessa learned about a strength that she didn't know she had yesterday. Mm -hmm. You know, that we go through things and you say, I could never deal with that until it happens to you. And then there's a strength that you draw from that you never knew you had. We, we constantly see women like that. Yeah. Trayvon's mother, oh, who, you know, Lucia Macbeth. Yeah, Jordan Davis's mother. Like people that we've seen walk into their greatness. Our own mothers. Our own mothers who have walked into their greatness after the biggest tragedies that they've had to exactly. deal with, man. Yeah. Um, but I also, I don't want to, I don't, I don't want to even bring this up. Really don't. But you have to bring this up, you know, because somehow racism always sends to be, you know. It's like, you can't, we can't just be centered in a conversation. Something else has to happen that just gets people off the point. Off the point. And man. on to a racist issue that we have I, to I address. didn't even, I didn't even want to bring it up. You know, it was all over my timeline. A bunch of people were tweeting it. And it was this combinator. Commentator. commentator. Yeah. Why well, I said commentator? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Common hater. That's that's common, kind of like what it means anyway. But there was a commentator. See, but you just did the same thing that she is being accused yeah, of. Yeah, but the but words the got is, all mixed oh, up. Oh, no, but listen, well, you can hear the words I said because I said what I said, commentator. I ain't saying I said something different. Mm. You know, so, but there's definitely, a there's, a, there's a balance. Some people believe that she didn't, but when I listened to it over a hundred times, you know, that and she then, said, that she, the, the commentator was, she was reporting on the death of Kobe Bryant. And the context of the sentence didn't even really make sense to me. 
You know, she said Kobe Bryant was perfectly casted mm -hmm. on the L.A. niggers. Mm -hmm. And then, I mean, Lakers. And when you listen, why was he perfectly casted? Like, what made him perfectly casted? On a thing. This is a black man you're talking about. What made him perfectly casted on this team that never existed? She says that she was she was saying she was trying to say Lakers and thinking of Knicks at the same time and that well, why would you be Lakers came Knicks? together. Just, I'm just trying to figure well, out. There's a teleprompter. Is she a New Yorker? I don't know. I don't know where she is. But even if you're a New Yorker, right? You know that Kobe Bryant never played for the Knicks. The Knicks weren't playing. But she might not be a sports person. Here's the thing. But I listened to it, and it sounds to me like she said nigger. That's what I heard. Like and nigger. almost everyone that I know that's black, and particularly black people who actually use the word, and by the way, on social media, even white folks who probably use it and don't want nobody to know they use it, they said they heard nigger. That's yeah. what I heard. I'm not ready to join the cancel culture on her, though. But I'm I, not ready to say. But I'm saying, why, why do, why, this is what I want to know. Why are we constantly being asked not to join cancel culture when we can do things, we can be, they can say we said or did things that nobody ever heard and cancel us. But we can literally see and hear things with our own ears and our own eyes and we shouldn't join the cancel culture. At what point do we say, that certain things have to be respected. When they call Martin Luther King, Martin Luther Coon, and these things, they say, oh, we we made a mistake. Like, why does it always, why don't we make mistakes and say something about the cracker? Or why don't why don't we accidentally say honky or things like that that are derogatory? Why do we never, you never see that happen? Well, some people deliberately say cracker. But that's what but I'm trying to say. But, but that's topic. what I'm saying. But we and they deliberately say it and you know that it's being said deliberately. But why don't we ever make that mistake with other words? Why why well, when we speaking about other people, these words I mean I think don't accidentally that, come up. I'm just saying I don't know about words, but I know we make mistakes, right? We make mistakes and, and that really kind of leads us into another conversation about Kobe. But we do make mistakes in life and there should be some room, some grace um, given to every individual. Racism is a little bit different. We have to be able to challenge that. And I, and I particularly don't appreciate somebody telling me that they didn't say something when I, be I believe that they did. But, you know, again, I'm not a, an expert. And my good friend, Tony Lindsay, argued me down that he heard Nakers. And he actually does audio and he's like he's in the film industry right so he's a producer and he said this is what he heard so it's, there are different people coming from different perspectives I don't think that we can be like them the they mm -hmm. the they that is constantly challenging us judging us and trying to condemn us I think that the beauty and maybe you'll say that's probably our, our issue that's probably one of the things about Black folks, in particular, oh, that's problematic. That, we, we, we always forget. Yeah. We we want to hug. You know, we want to hug the, point, the 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 yeah. cop that killed both them. Exactly. John. Exactly. That's and and that's the problem for me. It's like we we sit here and we take abuse. We see Thank things you. that are blatant, and we figure out ways to to shun them and, and ignore the facts. And and for me, you know, I don't. I, I'm not a hundred percent sure of anything when it comes to that situation. But I know what I heard. 
I know what I heard. If somebody else heard something different and they have the ability to make that decision and that determination based on what they heard, then cool. But I know yeah. what I heard. I know. I mean, I feel like I heard the same thing. But again, I'm not ready to join the cancel culture that says that's it forever. I think that if if in fact she did say it, your racism reared its dirty head and you better like figure out how not to allow that to happen again. But that's another day. It's a lot of debate around that. The final season of Power Book 2 Ghost is here and no one's future is safe. After surviving a hit on her life, Monet, played brilliantly by Mary J. Blige, has to reckon with what led her to almost lose everything and to atone for the life she has forced her children to live. And on the other side of the coin, Davis, portrayed by the multi-talented Method Man, is suspended and on the verge of losing his law license. Desperate to survive, he fully embraces the criminal underbelly of his enterprise and finds himself working for both sides, loyal to whichever one benefits him most. And then, of course, there's Tariq, who finds himself at rock bottom and facing threats from every angle. With his future in the game in serious doubt and his family's safety on the line, will he lean into the St. Patrick name and do whatever has to be done to get back on top? Like father, like son. Power Book 2, Ghost, the final season. Watch now, only on Stars and the Stars app. In the pressure cooker of the NBA playoffs, there's no room to fake it. When the NBA championship is on the line, every pass, every shot, and every dribble is immediately, undeniably consequential. The playoffs are the time for the real. Real stakes, real emotions, real sweat, real blood, and real tears. Trust me, I know what it takes to bring home a championship ring. The regular season is tough, but these games are a completely different level. Now is the time when legacies are made. The best team will bring home the Larry O'Brien Trophy and add their name to basketball history. Will we see a battle between marquee franchises, or will we see a new champion crowned? Which teams will rise from the chaos? Which teams will conquer? Which team is going to make this year? Their year. These are the moments of unscripted, pure entertainment that only happen on the hardwood. You've waited all season for this. It's time to take it to the next level. The NBA Finals continue. Tune in on ABC. There are moments in life that are so special that you have to capture them and save them forever. They are one of those once-in-a-lifetime events like your baby's first steps, the first time you bring your family pet home, or your daughter's first dance performance. With iPhone 15 Pro, more storage means you don't have to delete anything that can become a lasting memory one day. And it's important to be able to share these moments with family members who weren't there to see them in person. Store more, share more, connect with iPhone 15 Pro on AT&T. Get iPhone 15 Pro on AT&T and get an iPad and an Apple Watch for 99 cents per month each. AT&T, connecting changes everything. Limited time offer requires 0% APR, 36-month agreement on each. Well-qualified customers. Other terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash iPhone for details. But talking about mistakes and evolving, mm-hmm. um, you know, there, there, there is another debate online, and it seems like this happens all the time. When that's because there's no such thing as a perfect individual, right? Where people but, are but talking about is this. Okay, go, go, where people going. are talking about Kobe's past, mm-hmm. right? And indiscretions, things mm-hmm. that happen, you know, uh, extramarital affairs, and particularly the major concern or issue that I've seen a lot of people, basically women, speaking about is the w- the woman who accused him of rape, right? Mm-hmm. Um, people want to talk about that right now yeah. in the midst of, and, I, and and do I think that yesterday was the right day to talk about that? I'm not sure. I'm not, nec- I'm not comfortable with us having to go directly 
to the negatives on folks when someone blows up in a plane with their child. That, to me, is is a little out of place. But I do have to reconcile the fact that women, specifically women, who um, have been sexually assaulted, it is triggering for them when they see someone who they believe, they believe to be a perpetrator of sexual violence being celebrated in such a way. Well, I have, I have two different points of views. First of all, you know, I definitely don't think yesterday was the day to bring that up because we have a conversation. How long ago was it that th- these allegations came up? I don't know, but it's been a long, It's been quite long, a long time. Long and time. Um, they haven't came up since then. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and we, ask, we ask ourselves, at what point does allegations that have been, the charges have been dismissed, at what point does, does hit the allegations not have the same level of validity, or do we just completely, somebody who's been exonerated of charges, are we going to completely continue to condemn him and call him these names and call him a rapist and things like that? Do we, at what point do you say, okay, the charges were dropped? Like, I want everybody to understand. I want it to be very clear. I am not a rape apologist. I, anyone who's raped a woman, anyone who has done something to a woman that is against her will, when she said no, whether whatever it is, I believe that you need to deal with the consequences of those acts. But I also want to know where's the, the line? Where's the line drawn? If mm-hmm. a person has been accused of something and those accusations have been deemed not valid or they have been dismissed. When do we give that person's back their reality, give them back their humanity? Because once you've been accused of that, and is there, it hasn't been any, you know, right. no one has dropped the charge. Once you've been accused and you guilty, of what, you lost your humanity as a man. Right. Well, so when I do, mean, when, if, when if those charges have been dismissed, mm-hmm. do we give that person back his humanity? Yeah, I mean, but then also there are some people who would argue. What about the humanity of a person who may have filed claims and because of the way in which the world just operated at one point, and particularly during the time when Kobe was accused of this, the athlete, the star athlete, the celebrity, those types of individuals really were, they weren't, they were like slapped on the wrist. That's just the truth. We're in the Me Too era now where there's been a shift in terms of accountability for sexual assault and sexual violence, this is a new day that we're living in in this moment. Living in in this moment. How do you think that someone like a Bill Cosby and Harvey Weinstein and R. Kelly and the list goes on and on, the Jeff Epstein's of the world, how were they able to get away with all that has happened? How did that? How did that continue? How did they continue to be able to abuse individuals? But even like you see, I believe wholeheartedly that everything that R. Kelly has been accused of, that he is responsible for. That's what I believe. That's my position, right? And he was doing that at a time when he kept getting slapped on the wrist. Mm -hmm. But today, 
under this new Me Too movement where women are really coming forward and feeling powerful and organized and fighting. Shout out to my sister, Tarana Burke, who started the Me Too movement about 12 or 13 years ago. And, and again, she started it 12 or 13 years ago, and it took this long for her to get the type of attention and, and, and to be able to have the success with her campaign that she has now. So we're living in two different eras. Mm-hmm. And now R. Kelly is finally in prison, which mm-hmm. we know he should have been in jail, or at least I know, I'm not going to speak for you, I think that we agree, mm-hmm. we've talked about it, but R. Kelly, he, he should have been in prison then. He should have been in prison for peeing on a, a 14-year-old girl. Mm-hmm. He should have been in prison for what you know a lot of things that happened, but he's just there now. So I just think that we don't know, and Kobe Bryant is no longer with us, and I don't want to relive or, or relitigate something that, as you said, it was thrown out. We haven't heard from this woman in, mm-hmm. in a long time. You know, if, 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 if what she says did happen to her, then I hope that, you know, she her healing process continues. I really do. But at the end of the day, I'm not, I am not personally prepared to discuss Anything. I mean, I'm talking about when, you know, the dog walking, whatever may have gone wrong in your life when you and your daughter blow up in a plane. I think I mean, there I has just, to be some humanity, as you said, be, for exactly, individuals. I think it has to be humanity is that when a person dies, like when, I, when we just think about Michael Jackson, you know, and then somebody coming out with these allegations in a whole movie when a man is passed. Like, I think, I, 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 for me, it's like some, some, your death should be sacred. You know, if, if your situation, whatever you were dealing with during your life. See, it's hard to say because life should be, my life should have been sacred. Mm-hmm. So if, in fact, you abused me, that's sacred as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think that the but, moral but order the is, is hard for us to be order, able to. Because at this point, I can't argue back from you. When I'm no longer here and you make an accusation and you 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 gather all your that. evidence and you gather up all your people that are against me, I I, I don't have the opportunity right. to fight for myself. So what you do now, you 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 are or you didn't, you didn't come make these claims so no, valid. No, don't say no, you no. Didn't. Listen to me, not claims. I'm saying you were not able to valid, validate mm-hmm. these claims during my life. So you utilize my death to validate your claims and you destroy my legacy. And you and and you, but then so, my life has been destroyed. I mean, I think we could argue this all day, and we, we gotta can. move on. We gotta move because, on because you know it's it's a sticky situation. I think the best way for us to be able to do because we can't tell victims how to address being victimized. I think what we have to be able to do though is draw some lines around a box and say, a man and his daughter blow up in a plane. Let us have twenty four hours. 48 hours before we begin to go back and, it, and dig up everything it, that a person's done that's wrong. But you said 48 wrong. hours, and then the, 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 the wife, who's lost her husband and her daughters, now you, yeah. now, so do you care, do you care about what I, she has I understand to do? But, 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 because she's a victim now. Yeah, but my now argument, you're victimizing her. no, 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 I'm not victimizing her. Your husband, or whomever it is, may have victimized may have all not. of us. Well, but the everybody's but himself. everybody's experience. You can't tell me to be silent in my pain. I'm not telling you to you be can't. silent in your pain. And I'm just saying that. Here's what, the deal. It's he, like this. This is what there first, comes. And then I'm gonna, there's a level. There has to be a level of statute of limitations or something. Statue, statute of, limitations. of limitations. You and your making up words. Statute. Uh, statue. Li- no, it's statute. No, statute. 
I don't believe it's statute. Okay, well, we're going to look it up I while you're getting your point. I think it's statute. You might be right. You know I'd be wrong. So go ahead yeah, on. I'm listening on. to you. Anyway, the bottom line is I think when you die and you can't be charged for the crime, because you can't charge me for a crime in my death. It's impossible for you to do it. Like you not you. There's nothing that you can receive. You can't because I can't be trialed. I can't be held accountable. I in hear. My death. I hear what so you. So if if I can't be held accountable for a crime while I'm dead, then you should not be able to bring forth See, these but accusations the, but, to but try here's, to no. It's not about bringing forth. And, and my, it's not family, about bringing. First of all, that they came and but for. but but my son. First of all, we haven't heard anything from the woman. I'm just saying. so no no. We haven't heard anything we from haven't. her. So don't say you can't try to destroy my legacy because she didn't say anything. That's the thing, a valid this point. Is, this is, and I, I want us to move on. But here's the deal. When you die, people not going to make up a new story. They're going to talk about who you were. And that includes everything about you. That little dash between the day you were born and the day you die is all that people will know. Mm-hmm. So if you want that dash to look a certain way, you got to live a certain but that's way. Not, but, and if but you... You don't and get I'm to not tell saying how did you get to I'm say not, that I didn't and I'm live not it saying, and I'm not here but, but, well, to because, defend myself. Well, because if and you we, just come and, out the blue, or, or you don't come out the blue, if you just decide that something happened, listen, and you decide today when I'm but, dead, but and don't I can't say, argue back. Don't, who is the you? Because again, the victim did not speak I'm not, on I'm it. I'm talking about anybody. I'm, talking, I'm not no, even talking about but, the victim. But what I'm saying is that when the how do, news, how does that, how does that when turn, the news is reporting, unfortunately. I will live, Tamika Mallory will always have to deal with the issue of anti-Semitism that was waged against me. Mm-hmm. When I die, people are going to say nicely and not so nicely, d- during her life, this happened. Yeah. That's just the reality. Okay. No one is saying but no, today. But the bottom line is, I hear what you're saying. They can say, during your life, this happened. But the bottom line is the validity of what they're saying. But that Anybody nobody asks about what, validity. No, but that's We're what not I'm talking, talking about. about. Okay, so but that's, that's neither what here, I'm But about. that's neither here oh, nor no, there. Oh, people can say what they want to okay, say. Okay, so but that's all we were talking okay. about. We said, talking about valid- we said people want to bring it up now. Yeah, that I'm was how about we started. People want to bring it up. My thing is about making it valid. Let's, no, okay. but but that's not what we're talking about because there's no way to further validify or not or solidify or whatever words you want to use. And I think I'm making up words. There's no way to be able to do that, like you said, when there's not two people able, you know, that are able to discuss an issue. However, I still think that we should be able to allow death to be death and let death to take its course. And then all people are going to do is talk about who you are, what you did, and what your story may or may not have been. Mm -hmm. That's just the reality. But we should move on. Okay, so listen, we can just agree to disagree. I agree with some of what you said. Some of it I don't. That's fine. We okay. always do. But we can still move because we have to. This is a yeah. serious topic. It is definitely it's a serious It's a very topic. serious topic. But I just want everybody to see that there's different points of view. There are. You know? and there I, are. As much as I gravitate and I identify with my black woman's struggle and all women's struggle, I just want you to kind of identify what I was a little bit. I do. Okay, but so still. Cool. But still. Okay. Exactly. So, Mississippi. We yeah. just came back from Mississippi. Yeah. Um, Mississippi. We had a major... Rally, protests yeah. against what's going on in Parchment Prisons, basically the, the whole yeah. MBOC. Um, it was a lot. Yeah, you it's know. a lot going on there. And I mean, even today, mm-hmm. I've received reports of a man who um, may or may not have hung himself yesterday or hanged himself yesterday. I don't. I don't even know. Like, you're not sure if everybody's committing suicide. You don't really know what's going on. But There's, you do know that. That, the, you know, 
the state is responsible for the well-being of those persons. Absolutely. And, and that's Absolutely. what I think that's what it is. I think people get it so misconstrued. Some most, the people who are out there with us, they get that. Right. But when you listen to the governor's statements, either governor you listen to, the new the, governor or the old one, they seem to put all the onus on the prisoners. They do. They you do. Know, and, they and to do. me it's it's kind of crazy that you would put onus on prisoners that are housed in a facility in which you run. You have officers who are put in there to run the facility. A warden. A warden, exactly. Right. You have a warden who has officers who run these different housing. Me, me being formerly incarcerated, understand how it goes. You know, understand that we don't run the prison. We don't make the rules. Like, there are people put in place to enforce the rules. Yeah. So when the rules are not being carried out properly, when the facility is not up to standard of human living, mm-hmm. you know. Right. Those things you can't put on the people who who are under the you know under the the how should I say it? who are the people who are inside the facility yeah. who are being housed in the no, facility. No, that's right. The people who are running it have to take that t- level. They of do, and you know there was there was a video, and we we talked about it. Um, actually, I did an interview um, on when we were there. The last, not just this time that passed on this week, but there was another time when we went there. The Mm -hmm. first time we went to Mississippi for this particular issue. Um, And I did an interview with a family who their their child's video had gone viral because he was hanging in a cell. And I say child because that's important to know. It was his aunt and his mother and other family members who were trying to find someone to help them because their loved one was on a video. That's how they saw him deceased. You can go go check out that video on Until Freedom. Yeah, you can go to Until Freedom's Instagram and you will see it. And the warden is literally standing at the bottom of the steps Mm -hmm. while other prisoners are wrapping up his body and then carrying him down. There's no personnel. She's not helping. She's standing there. This is a woman who I believe to be a warden. The other, the families have said it's the warden. The person who put the video out says it's the warden. So, you know, they say it's the warden. I believe it's the warden. She's standing there watching them doing the work of wrapping up a body and then bring it out. And this in a sheet. And this is after he had been hanging for, they say, somewhere between 8 to 12 hours. So you see different videos of different time periods where he's hanging in the cell. That, to me, is it's, it's a humanitarian crime. Yeah. It's a crime. It's negligence. It's negligence. And, and I think it's criminal negligence. It is. And the governor's position is that Cell phones, contraband cell phones, are the problem in the jail. And my position is the contraband cell phones are the only reason that we know that these things are happening. Right. It, the, the cell phones aided the whistleblowers inside the prison, as mm-hmm. was said at the rally that we held in Mississippi on, on Friday. I want to uh, shout out, before you go, I want to shout out people like Big Crit. Who came out? Yeah. Jay Prince brothers who are in the hip hop community yep. and utilize their voices. 
you want to uplift the local. Yeah, Yandy for um, Yandy was our there. board Jamila, member Until Freedom. My friends, I mean, Shandu. it was so many people that came from across the country to be a part of to be a part of supporting the local folks, and that's a, we should do a show on how people should engage when they want to help a local community with an issue. We also, didn't shout just, out Rock Nation also who oh absolutely who Team Rock. Us. Uh, Rock Nation's philanthropic arm, they were the ones to help fund and support uh, the rally. And so they're doing a lot of work trying to figure out how to bring legislation and protest and all of the different things that we need together in order to support the movement. So shout out to them for that work. Um, But, you know, we didn't just parachute into Mississippi and say we're taking over. We went into Mississippi to find out what do the local organizers need and then to help uplift them and really sort of bring their voices to the forefront. But people are dying every day. The numbers that we have that are official numbers coming out are 12 deaths, right, whether that be suicide or gang violence, as they say, or some other way, because people have infections. There's a lot of things yeah, we, happening. Th- th- there's nobody speaking about the amount of injuries that were caused. We, right. we have videos where we see um, prisoners who have shots from these rubber bullets that right. the officers shoot with. They're like using they, it to control, they're using it to control the jail. The, the jail right. they're, they're literally shot with holes in their torsos, in their backs, where they're bleeding. There's no one giving them the proper medical infections. Right. Like it's just, it's just so crazy when you really l- look at this situation to understand that this is actually happening. This is actually happening. You don't happening. believe because I, I try to tell people, being formerly incarcerated, there are so many things that go on that a person who's never been in those situations don't even Doesn't believe understand. that it's actually right. happening. Like it's no way that that happens. There's no way. So when you're able to see these things on these videos. There's another one we've seen. You actually witness a violence with a fight. You know, someone yeah. being stabbed. That one was really tough. Very graphic. To see a video um, where, you know, pe- where you see a man stabbing another man and they're running around the, j- the prison Just and like, there's no guards. Like, where are the guards? I'm so confused. In my experience, I've actually literally seen situations like that. I've been on tears where certain guards allow things like that to happen because they don't like one of the prisoners. Right. Or they with the other prisoner and they, they feel like some they'll leave someone's cell open on purpose or they leave them both. Well obviously out. because these two guys are running around wow. the prison. And you can hear people screaming. And other like, people get are get inside their cells locked up. So it's like how are they out? What is the protocol? I mean yeah. it's just the whole situation's out of control. And also while I was looking at my phone, you're right, it's statute. Uh, I mean, I limitations. I right. Thank you. So I you was know? wrong, okay. but I think it's important for us to tell people what they can do because everybody's like, "What can what can they do?" I think one, you've got to go to the Color of Change website. Go to the Color of Change website. That's colorofchange.org mm-hmm. and look for shut down parchment. Shut down parchment. Colorofchange.org. Shut down parchment. Oh, Uh-oh. I got my t-shirt on. I'm like you. I was about no, to no, get no, nervous. No, no, like what that. happened here? No, no. Oh, you have your clothes parchment t shirt on. Lord Jesus. Look at there. Look at there. All right. Clothes parchment. His clothes parchment. But I'm, yeah. So for those of you who are listening, I just showed my clothes parchment t shirt. (laughs) Yes. So, you know, you can go to iWomen TV and see 
my clothes parchment t shirt. Again, shout out to Team Rock shout for out providing to Team Rock for that. those t shirts and whatnot. We got to do a whole conversation about Jay Z because I'm sure there's people that's going to be like, oh, now Jay Z is helping with this, but then what about Colin Kaepernick and the NFL? Well, you, so know, you know my position. But we should talk about it so, another I mean, day. Can. But I just want to acknowledge so that folks who are listening don't feel like we don't, we don't understand that there's a lot of complications in this work. This movement, um, I tell people all the time, it's very complex. It's very complex. It's very complex. And there's so many different entry points, and you know, if you look at historically, yeah, if you look at historically. This feud between Malcolm and Martin, right. you know, and how they viewed each other, and how Martin Malcolm called Martin certain things, and we know how instrumental both of them. Yeah, I mean, one of the things about one of the things that I think is important, and I've watched this. You know, I work for National Action Network, National Action Network, which is an organization, a civil rights organization that's been around for over twenty five years. And while sometimes the NAACP, the Urban League, and NAN had different positions about different issues, but when it came to things that was important, we all found a way to come together to address them. And I think we've got to figure that out, that we're not going to always be on the same page, and there's going to be some issues that we don't necessarily work on together. But there's going to be other things that we need the force of the entire unit, the entire family to come together on. And I feel like Parchman is one of those issues. You know, I wrote on my Facebook page, I want to know where the rabbis and the imams and all the pastors and the pink pussy hat folk and the women's march, which we built that is supposed to be an intersectional movement. Um, that's what we left. That's the legacy that Linda, Carmen, and Bob and I left behind, that this is an intersectional movement that is supposed to care about all people and particularly folks who are at literally in the most vulnerable places in our society. Parchment is that. You got people locked up that can't just leave the situation. Mm-hmm. They're locked up and they're literally dying. And it's not just parchment. Parchment is everywhere. Since we've been going through this, we found that out. Everywhere. I mean, basically, we started out with the MC. MDC. MDC in, in Brooklyn. Brooklyn. That's, That's right. the first part. And then we've been getting Alabama, North Carolina. I've, my DMs are overflowing with pictures, with text messages, with just, you know, just drawn out situations that people are dealing with in prisons that mirror what's going on in Parchment. Yeah, so Parchment now is that everywhere. we realize that Parchment is everywhere, I think that's that's going to be one the of the work that has to be done. So we, we talked about the petition. That's really important. But also, again, supporting the local folks. On Facebook, you can follow Mississippi Prison Reform Coalition. That's Mississippi Prison Reform Coalition. All the details about their demands because they're, you know, folks like to make us feel like these movements is just folks yelling and we're just protesting and we don't really have mm-hmm. substantial demands and a real, real movement that is based upon solutions. Well, there are demands. Number one, the governor has the ability to commute sentences of people who are in prison for nonviolent offenses or folks who have been in prison for. 30, 
40 years, they're elderly, and perhaps they did commit a, a crime at one point that we would see as you know a violent crime or something like that, but they, they, they're older and compassionate release. He has the ability to do that. Also, there are at least 5,000 people, because parchment is overcrowded, and mm-hmm. there are at least 5,000 people who are eligible for parole. Again, low-level offenses where folks are in prison. I mean, we don't have time to talk about Mississippi's sentencing law. That's a whole nother thing. Where people are being locked up for, right, small Small. marijuana. Next thing you know, somehow they got 20, 30 years in prison. Mm -hmm. And people are like, you know, why should we care? That's what they're saying because they look at the situations, and and in many cases people believe that everyone in prison is one of the most violent, Mm -hmm. vile people that you can see. And that's not everybody's situation, even those who are violent they still deserve to be treated like human beings right. because the reality of the situation is we there has to be level of humanity. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because that's what the, the statute quote, right. that's what rehabilitation is about. Right. And even if you if you put them inside this, because some of them aren't coming home. So mm-hmm. the, 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 rea- the reality of rehabilitation is not factual mm-hmm. and it's not actual, but the b- bottom line is there is a statute and there is a certain level of humanity that the facility demands. That's right. That you, so you have to uphold that for everyone that is incarcerated within that facility. Right, because people are like, these folks are animals. Why should we care about them? But someone like you who went to prison for a crime you didn't commit exactly. and spent seven years there, I mean, it's very you were hard. there And I understand in that. The same and and there's a lot with... of people just like that. You know, I know people who've been convicted of 25 years for the same, for similar situations, for mistaken identity, for low-level crimes that they classified as violence. Someone supposedly stole a pocketbook from a woman who had one dollar in the pocketbook, and they said he had armed robbery. He never had anything, but they never caught him with anything. But the man ended up doing 20 years with a good friend, one of my mentors, and he used to sit there and tell me that he thought it was a joke when he was going to trial. Him and his friends laughed. As this elderly white lady sat there and said, all she had in her wallet was $1, and he supposedly took it. And he's like, I wouldn't, why would I do that? And they thought it was a joke until they sentenced him to 20 years of life. And he just came home last year. You know, one of the most brilliant individuals I know. He's created his own nonprofit. He's, he's mentoring young boys. So these situations happen daily. It's, there are a bunch of people inside prison that don't even supposed to be there. Have different been, situations. For different situations mm-hmm. who've been classified as violent. So you look and you and you put this stigma on people because they're in this situation and you don't know what everybody's going through. No, you don't you know don't. what their reality That's is. That's right. It has to be one standard of humane treatment for prisons. And also, we as taxpayers, we spend our money. Like, we literally are paying for these prisons. And some people are coming out of there. So would you prefer to have someone come out of the prison who has been living like an animal inside and now they're in society with the rest of us? Or do you want them to be in there getting the proper treatment so that they can mentally and physically and emotionally enter society just like you and I? You know, so I I just feel like... It creates... I tell you all the time, it creates a mind state of savagery. It does. Because when you when you surrounded by feces and you surrounded by sublevel right, human, these people are using the bathroom living in, in bags. plastic bags. Feet they they're using the they're doing a number 2 in, in plastic bag. bags that don't get up, picked up immediately. Tying it up sitting it in corners and waiting for someone to come get it. Like they're, that the, the mind state that that has to be. Just think about it like I I, I can tell you situations <laughs> where 
inside solitary confinement where people have put feces in their mouths mm. just, just to, to get, get some level somebody of to come and in. When they come right. and they spit it on it. Like the mind state that you have to have right. to do that. So right. this is what create these this is what these situations have created. And you know, I just think that when we look at this, parchment is everywhere. Parchment is everywhere. But you know, you gotta you know, I'm looking right here, right now, at this story that just literally broke around Nicki Minaj's brother receiving 25 years for repeatedly raping his uh, stepdaughter, who was 11 years old. And so you got to be able to talk to people and help them understand because it's hard to reconcile why I should go and protest and fight for someone who committed this type of heinous Act against uh, well, a child. Well, my thing is this. I'm not even going to lie to you. You know, I think the, the worst crimes in the world that you can commit is rape and pedophilia. Like, to me, I right. don't believe, I personally don't believe that you deserve to live. That's just my personal thing. Yeah, it is. Because that's all the death my penalty thing. is a whole different That's a whole nother thing. Conversation. Whole We've nother got conversation. so many topics. We've got so many topics. <laughs> but what I say is, if there is a statute hmm. and there is a common ground for a prison, and you are housed in that prison, then that's what has to happen. So now you're just going to use statute for the rest of the show. Oh, no, I mean, listen. Show, you know, look, since I messed it up I mean, and thought I, I knew something that yeah, I didn't know. I mean, you know, because you wanted to call me <laughs> nah, out and say you, I'm making nah, up words. I, I, and no, but you do that. Me. Don't even front. I mean, listen. That's Don't what, even That's what good Yeah, you and Reverend Jesse Jackson, when I you say that all the time. you're supposed to create. Oh, like, somebody created these words we listen to. This is true. Right? So we got to create new language. New language to explain things to people. To things in a new way. No, but, you know, I mean... I understand how folks feel like these are violent folks, but I just think that if you have one standard, then it captures all people. Because you have too many folks who are being exonerated. They're coming home from prison doing 30 years, 20 years, 40 years. With DNA is... With DNA is exonerating them. And look at the Central Park Five. So that means that the Central Park Five would be in the same... The exonerated five would be in the same prison... With someone who it yeah. may be, you know, Nicki nice. Nicki Minaj's brother, and then it's okay for them to have six rats on the on the uh, rat trap in their room. That's yeah. in their cell. It's water browner than me, and they have to drink the water, bathe in the water if they get a bath. People in Parchment are saying they haven't had a bath in oh in thirty days, and I, and and I think we we could just you know move on from this as well, but. Just to make sure people understand the magnitude of what's happening at Parchman. Parchman is literally sitting on a former plantation, a slave plantation. So at the end of slavery, whatever that means, but at the end of, quote unquote, end of slavery, recognized slavery, slavery, recorded slavery, (laughs) they closed the plantation and opened a prison. Mm-hmm. So, I don't even know if you can ever fix parchment because not, the history is too fixable. deep. It's too it's deep. Fixable. I don't believe, you know, that it's a possibility to be fixed. I think the the facility, the history, everything makes it say that we just need to start something else. You gotta just change, we gotta, you gotta, gotta tear it down. Else. You gotta, you tear gotta, it gotta down. shut it down. Shut it down. Shut it down. change dot org. There you shut go. down parchment. Shut down parchment. Close parchment. That's it. Period. Point blank. The final season of Power Book 2 Ghost is here, and no one's future is safe. 
After surviving a hit on her life, Monet, played brilliantly by Mary J. Blige, has to reckon with what led her to almost lose everything and to atone for the life she has forced her children to live. And on the other side of the coin, Davis, portrayed by the multi-talented Method Man, is suspended and on the verge of losing his law license. Desperate to survive, he fully embraces the criminal underbelly of his enterprise and finds himself working for both sides, loyal to whichever one benefits him most. And then, of course, there's Tariq, who finds himself at rock bottom and facing threats from every angle. With his future in the game in serious doubt and his family safety on the line, will he lean into the St. Patrick name and do whatever has to be done to get back on top? Like father, like son. Power Book 2, Ghost, the final season. Watch now, only on Stars and the Stars app. In the pressure cooker of the NBA playoffs, there's no room to fake it. When the NBA championship is on the line, every pass, every shot, and every dribble is immediately, undeniably consequential. The playoffs are the time for the real. Real stakes, real emotions, real sweat, real blood, and real tears. Trust me, I know what it takes to bring home a championship ring. The regular season is tough, but these games are a completely different level. Now is the time when legacies are made. The best team will bring home the Larry O'Brien Trophy and add their name to basketball history. Will we see a battle between marquee franchises or will we see a new champion crowned? Which teams will rise from the chaos? Which teams will conquer? Which team is going to make this year? Their year. These are the moments of unscripted, pure entertainment that only happen on the hardwood. You've waited all season for this. It's time to take it to the next level. The NBA Finals continue. Tune in on ABC. There are moments in life that are so special that you have to capture them and save them forever. They are one of those once-in-a-lifetime events like your baby's first steps, the first time you bring your family pet home, or your daughter's first dance performance. With iPhone 15 Pro, more storage means you don't have to delete anything that can become a lasting memory one day. And it's important to be able to share these moments with family members who weren't there to see them in person. Store more, share more, connect with iPhone 15 Pro on AT&T. Get iPhone 15 Pro on AT&T and get an iPad and an Apple Watch for 99 cents per month each. AT&T, connecting changes everything. Limited time offer requires 0% APR, 36-month agreement on each. Well-qualified customers. Other terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash iPhone for details. Now, Grammys. <laughs> the Grammys. This it's, a little, it's a little That's lighter. That's what I mean. Little. It's like this is our experience. We could be talking about hell over here and then be like, man, and then the Grammys the happened Grammys. in the Rock Nation brunch and yeah. people was all fly. Beyonce is the baddest thing that ever happened. I love Beyonce. Beyonce's, her, her level of grace and beauty and just class is just unmatched. It's it just is. to me like when don't she ain't trying. She like, was, yeah. There, she it's such a try. natural well, no, exuberance if you have kids, of aura. How many kids she has? She has three kids. Yes, she has, she has three, three kids. kids and a husband. You gotta try a little bit to look but it as don't good look, as she it looks. <laughs> maybe she gotta try, but I swear to God, it just looks so natural and it she does. just comes across so flawless. And shout out to Alicia Keys who had a birthday last week and was the host for the Grammys, and she did an amazing job of navigating between Kobe Bryant and Nipsey Hussle and the tributes there, but then also keeping people's spirits up and reminding them that we got to be on high But that's one thing about Alicia. Alicia is another class act. She is. And beautiful, her energy, sexy woman. Her energy and her optimism. Yes. It's, it's like, it's all in her face. Like you it's never, infectious. Even when she, you could tell that she might be angry, she just looks like it's something positive. It doesn't, even in her anger, the positivity just exudes from right. her. So, you know, I definitely want to salute those black women. But your you know, boy, P. Diddy. P. Diddy, like, stole Puff the show for me. me. Puff stole the show for me. Right. You know what I'm saying? He was honored at Clyde Davis' event 
that he does the night before. The night before. That's the same night that Whitney died, man, many years ago. Wow. It's just... Just, br- just you couldn't. Yeah. You had to bring that up. No, it's true. I know what I'm saying. You when you every time you hear that night, you like, damn, wouldn't he die? Yep. But um, yeah. So he he honored. He gave him a lifetime achievement award, and um, the performance looked dope. I had I had I didn't really get to see it, but they had a big tribute to him. Seen Mace come out there just because I, I got a lot of a lot of my friends were there, and um, when he accepted the award, his you know, his statement mm-hmm. was that basically saying that, you know, I, I, I'm glad to receive this award, but we know that historically this institution has not respected our music. It hasn't right. respected our artistry, has not celebrated us properly, you know, and, and we basically created most of everything within this culture, right. within this genre, and, you, and we are able to capitalize off it and you utilize us, but you don't celebrate us properly, mm-hmm. you know, and we know that. And he said, and he literally said, that stops today. Mm, well, he said, because yeah. everybody who has the power is in this room to change that. Mm. And then you've seen Jay-Z and you've seen all of these big stars stand up. He said, we're going to change that today. Mm. He said, you know, we're not going for it no more. Y'all got 365 days to get this right. I don't right. know who, how you want to do but I'm willing to help. We, we got to figure out some diversity. Mm. You know, we're going to have to figure this out. But, you know, it's a, it's a bunch of us in here that are willing to sit down with you and figure out what we need to do mm. to make it right. But somebody got to make it right. Right. It's you know, the same thing with the Oscars. Just happened. Same. You know, thing. same thing same with the Oscars. Thing. So why? Like we we hear it all the time. You know. But when he made that statement, I, I wrote on my page, "You mother, right." You know what I'm saying? Right. Of course That's you what said I'm that. About, you wrote bro. that in public, and right? I, that, of course, of I course did. Look, did. Come on. You know, ain't no hair on my tongue, man. Mm-hmm. I, I say how I feel because I realize no that. None. There ain't no curve in my vertebrae. Oh, okay. Straight see. up. See, I know yeah, stuff. Hello, you right. got a couple bars. Okay. <laughs> okay, sir. You know what I'm saying? Ain't no curve in my vertebrae. But the bottom line is, when you look at, because for me, when Jay-Z got nominated, that, I think that that hurt me more than anything. Jay-Z mm-hmm. was nominated for eight awards for 444. And that was him celebrating and talking never. about they our would culture. Never. Him cel- just like Beyonce. You know, when she was nominated, and she didn't get awards when it was talking about our culture. Right. When it was talking about... She didn't get anything for, um, what's the, what, what was it called? The film. What's the film called? Look, there are people here, just so y'all know, that can help us. No, not Lemonade, just her HBCUs and, and, and the Homecoming. Yeah. Like, how could that be? That because was the most celebra- entertainment because ever. Because it's celebrating our culture. See, you know, they, they don't do it. It's just like... Another person who said Tyler Creator. Tyler Creator won an award in a genre that he didn't feel that he even was supposed to be in. Right. You know, he won an award for a, a rap and hip hop, and he was like, but the song wasn't hip hop. I, I bended the genre. I, we, we did something different. And, you know, and, and once again, it's classified as urban. Every time that somebody that looks like me does anything, it's urban. Yeah. And it's put into the rap category. And he's fed, and he said basically the term urban to him, which is actually a fact, is cold. For the N-word. Mm. And he doesn't he doesn't even want to be classified as that. He says, so why can't we be classified as pop? Because mm. that's what the music is. It's, it's something that goes outside. Well, that, that was the same thing with the Old Town, what's his name? Yeah, uh, he, he had to, uh, they uh, said that can't uh, be country uh, uh, until uh, uh, he got uh, Billy Cyrus on. You understand what I'm saying? Until you get people uh, 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 that look uh, uh, like them. What's his name? Little, um, Little, Little Nas, Nas X. X. 
you know, Nas, him and Nas song. just got a new song called Rodeo. I was kind of, I didn't hear it, but I'm like, dang, Nas and Nas. Yeah, but Jay y'all was, was hating a, on it when it first came out. You. No, it's not hating not on Jay it. Not J. Cole. What's the other guy's name? Dave East. Dave East. It's not hating on no, it. No, y'all was hating. No, well, we, I don't listen to me. It, the mm-hmm. thing is this. Mm-hmm. It's a song that doesn't, wow. it doesn't fit into what I don't know the words, is, but. is conventional for hip hop for us. Like well, it, but hip hop is got, evolved. But listen to me, no, no. See, but that, that's that's an okay, opinion. That's an, that, uh, let's not get into that. Don't today. say because that word evolving. Right. Exactly. Because you're don't right. Do that because evolving me. sometimes means our people get excluded out. Exactly. And evolving, that, and, and there is a rich history of of hip hop that we must preserve. Evolution to me means getting better. So that okay. is that is a right. perception. So there are different perspectives, different definitely different perspectives and different viewpoints. We. We didn't talk about the Rock Nation brunch alone. Just every time I watch the Rock Nation brunch and I get little clips, I go to Diddy's page. And we happen to be in Mississippi. We happen to be in Mississippi. And what, we weren't at the brunch, we which the we could have been. But you know, that's a whole different When I topic. look at these things and I see all of these powerful people in one room and every every year you see them growing and them being making being more intentional about building yeah. our own. Every time you see them make a, a bigger stand, you see them grow and their you know their platforms grow. It just really makes me feel good. Right. It inspires no, me. It I is. wake up the next day like yes, because I could do it that. It is great, but I think it is great. It's beautiful to see. But I just wonder when someone says they have three hundred and sixty-five days to fix it. What does that mean? Like, I what mean, are we prepared to do? Because your boy Kirk Franklin, when he felt that. His that all of the statements around sort of Black Lives Matter issues were being removed from one of those big gospel shows that he was he was being he was being uh, honored or or performing one of these big gospel shows and he felt that the the parts that really expressed uh, black pain and black culture and other issues that we deal with and and just our our world in general he felt it was being somehow removed or being edited Mm -hmm. out of the footage by the time he saw the show Mm -hmm. so he was like yo I'm not doing it anymore until that gets fixed and so that's the type of stand that you have to be willing to make so that brings me to my little final my little no it brings me to my little segment yeah as we go on and it's called I don't get it you don't get it I just don't get it this and is so you no, no, I don't get it no I, I don't really don't get it y'all don't understand so, how many times this man calls me and says I don't get it I, I just, don't understand cause I really just don't get it that means I, he thinks it's stupid no it's not I know it's stupid <laughs> You know what I'm saying? <laughs> or I, I'm so confused and I need somebody to explain to me. Because I don't know everything, but I know what I know. Okay. So what I'm saying is when we look at all these situations, we look at the Grammys, we look at the Oscars, we look at Kirk Frank, Franklin's situation, we, we, li- we hear Tyler, the creator, we see they don't celebrate homecoming, we see Jay-Z get eight nominations for, for about 444 and never went any. We see these things constantly happen. We hear somebody go up there and say we need to do this every year. Why do we constantly and continuously look for validation from organizations and institutions who have never celebrated us? Why don't we create our own institutions, our own situations where we are celebrated? Why do we constantly keep looking for people to love us that don't love us? Why are we looking for it? Because they, maybe they just don't get it, and it's okay because... They, we get it. We don't get some of the stuff you talking about. So why don't we? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Why is it that it's taking us so long to build our own? Why do we keep looking for value? Why do we need the Grammys to tell us that we're great? Why do we need 
the Oscars to tell us that we great. No, we when we when you look at these movies, when you hear this music, when we see how it's touched the culture, how it mm. how it shifts the mind state, how it's able to shift the world, how we dictate what you wear, what you say, how you say it, all these things. When are we gonna come together and say we need to create our own? We're not, and it, and, and it's scary. I think, I think that, it's scary. I think that we would have to have a psychiatrist, psychologist, black historians like this type of show would require us having people who understand the mental psyche of four hundred years of enslavement that our people experience and then all that has happened to date. I think you would have to have people here that understand what it fit, what it's like to be oppressed and to deal with that oppression every day and to always, and to never just be able to reach the, the above the ceiling, not even the ceiling. But the thing is the this, we've, we've constantly hear and we watch when you look at these people that's at the rock nation, bro. Yeah. Right. You could create your own. You could create your right. own because these people have 50, 60, 70 million followers. Like, you you pretty much have the world following you. Just like with JD's, Jay-Z decided, you know, I don't want to do YouTube. I don't want to do Spotify. I'm just going to create Tidal. And that's and, and, and I think that, I think we got to we gotta go because folks probably are like, wow, this is good, but it's I got to get to my kids or I got to do something else. Um, I think that you're right. But there are challenges with starting your own. But that's what the thing is. And I know, and, and I know we, we gotta should stop being do it. scared. No, it's not about we being scared. To. It is. It's the challenge about, is the no, fear. No, it's not. It's not about the fear. It's not about the fear. It's that I mean, a lot of people. I guess the fear could be on one side that a lot of people have started things and they lost a lot trying to do that and not getting the support of our people. See, we have to work on all different fronts. You and I, I think our work is going out there just like we organize people for rallies and other things. We have to have the we also, which we do have, and we've been talking about and working on an economic development plan that helps us understand our 1.4 trillion spending power that we can take and begin to support these things because what you're not going to have if you start your own show right your own grammy type of show puff knows because we see what he does with the revolt music conference when he has had you know shows honoring people and all of that the advertising is not there so when the advertising dollars meaning that these big corporations are not purchasing tables and tickets and putting ads in your journals and put, and branding your stuff, when they're not spending those big 100,000-plus checks, you can't pay your staff, you can't pay for the dinners, you can't pay. So, therefore, if that is, in fact, the case, where you know you're not going to get the advertising dollars because they are going to do everything that they can to try to shut down your ability to celebrate black excellence and challenge white supremacy, because that's the thing. Puff be challenging white supremacy at the same time. Same time, you could celebrate black excellence and sambo your way across the stage, but once you start talking about systemic racism, that becomes an issue. That's when you lose your advertising dollars. So that means that we as a people have got to begin to understand that if we want our people to be independent, we want our activists to be independent, we want our own media, we want our own shows, we got to fund it. And we have the money. We have one dollar for say. each household. What you're saying is my thing. When you said that, because everything else you said made a lot of sense. <laughs> but when you look, when I look at Rock Nation Brunson, and you see Kevin Hart, and you see Jay Z, yeah. you see Puff Daddy, and you see Khaled, and you see all of these people who are m- mega millionaires. These are not 
little what would it take for all of y'all to sit there? Y'all saying we 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 leveling up, y'all. Every year I hear we leveling up, and I see you moving a level up, and you talking about the issues. But the level up now is to create entities that are separate. And, and, and separated from what they're dealing with. Right. You know, and so that we don't have to continue to say, yo, you're not doing us right. Right, right. If we keep asking the people that are pressing us to help us. To help us. Is and never that's why and, and until freedom, we said, unless it's a very special situation, we're we're not trying to take corporate money, no, right? We and we didn't controlled. do it at the Women's March. We didn't want corporations to control our message. You can't have a big banner from some brand on top of your head and then be talking stuff about, you know, whatever. We've got to be careful. But imagine if we took our power in our hands. Imagine if what Puff said, where he says, listen, you got 365 days to challenge this. And during this time, we work on building getting our, our building our own and getting people, they're, they're because they're still it, not the, going to do it. the key to it is this, and it's like anything. It's like what Martin Luther King said, pulling yourself by your own bootstraps. And he said, it's, 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 it's crazy to say that to a man who has no boots. Right, it's a joke but to a man that has no boots. He said, no, I believe funny, you should. Funny, he he a said, a yeah, it's a, it's a funny, it's a sad joke. Sad joke. So right. the reality of the situation is while, we into, while we're building and, and forcing them to acknowledge us, we should still be building ours. Right, and, and, absolutely. And slowly but surely. Imagine and, and then we, we follow exactly. Made if we do, a switch to a black exactly. network. You know, and, and, and just thinking about, um, you know, my... She probably doesn't want me to say, but my good sister Kat Trigg, who is the great leader of our woman TV, you know, the producer of this grand street politicians podcast. She was saying earlier when we were talking, like, you know, imagine if Kobe played for HBCU Mm -hmm. rather than, you know, which he didn't play for a white institution, but. He that probably would have been the trajectory, right? He, he didn't play for any. But still, imagine if he played yeah, for LeBron. HBCU. But imagine right now if if the top five players in the NBA started to advocate for HBCUs. Right. If they say, yo, right. oh, we need y'all to go to these HBCUs. And, HBCUs and they and, and they and utilize their platform and they and they showcase them and they right. say, look, boom, boom, these are the top five players coming out. And they utilize and they created their own because right. people coming to you for basketball. They want right. to know who's hot through you. So if you utilize your platform and you start showcasing these players and then you say, yo, we're gonna be at the HBCU. We want you to come see them play. And they beating people by fifty points. You can't ignore them. Exactly. They can't. They, I don't Imagine care how much. It. I don't. That's because then the resources would be going to schools to like HB- Morehouse and. Uh, you know, uh, North Carolina Central. Now we have to go you, to schools go that are historically, Howard, that have been historically ha- racist. Hampton, I can't say Howard without saying Hampton. Can't say, you know, Morehouse without saying Spelman, because Clark. So let me not get myself in yeah, trouble and stop right trouble. now. <laughs> but what I want to say is before we leave is that the history of 90% of these schools that are the top schools in D1 divisions are historically racist schools that right. prior they to have, yeah, man, prior to athletics Confederate, um, uh, statues yeah. at the school still you, oh, know what I'm you so, can't get in. Exactly. You can pay for your way in, but you can't have a, a a brilliant mind as a you as a white student. Your parents can pay for you to get an education, and then when they get caught, they get twelve and fourteen days in jail and whatever in jail. But you, as a brilliant mind, a black child whose parent bust their behind to put you through school, can't even get in. Can't even get in. So when we understand that. And we see those situations, then we have to we have to make real concrete lines in the sand and say, "Yo, look, I don't know how far it's gonna get, but I'm willing to sacrifice to see to create the change. I right. might lose, right? You know what I'm saying? And that's what Martin Luther King said. I, I I might sacrifice my life. I might have to give my life 
but I'm willing to give that because I want to see something different. Right. That's so. right. Every time, I mean, imagine if Dr. King saw Barack Obama, what would that meeting have been like? Excellent. But Listen, yeah. thank y'all for being with us. Yeah, man. It was a good it was show. A good episode once yeah, again. You know that's what I'm saying? Right. We talked about a lot of topics. A little Lots. debate. A little different yeah. ideas, but for the most part. It's all right. You know, we we got some stuff we got to keep working through. You know, we're working through. This is, listen, we love what we do, man. Right. You know, and we do it with passion. Learning you know, together. Learning. Learning. That's right. You know? learning and if you together. have anything that you want to discuss, if any topics you want to hear us talk about, anything that's in your mind or some topic that you definitely want to hear about on Street Politicians, you can follow us on all social media. It's Street Politicians. DM us, send us a message, let us know what you think, give us critiques, tell us you hate the show, tell us you love the show, whatever, we open for it. Because mm-hmm. the reality of the situation is, we don't always agree, mm-hmm. we're not always going to be right, and we're not always going to be wrong, but we're always going to be authentic. Peace, y'all. Peace. That's how we own it! This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, now streaming only on Hulu. In the pressure cooker of the NBA playoffs, there's no room to fake it. Every pass, shot, and dribble is immediately consequential. The playoffs are the time for the real. Real stakes, real emotions, real sweat, blood, and tears, real legacies. Which teams will rise from the chaos? Which teams will conquer? Which team is going to make this year their year? You already know when and where to find these moments of unscripted, pure entertainment. The NBA Finals continue. Tune in on ABC. There are moments in life that are so special that you have to capture them and save them forever. They are one of those once-in-a-lifetime events, like your baby's first steps, the first time you bring your family pet home, or your daughter's first dance performance. With iPhone 15 Pro, more storage means you don't have to delete anything that can become a lasting memory one day. And it's important to be able to share these moments with family members who weren't there to see them in person. Store more, share more. Connect with iPhone 15 Pro on AT&T. Get iPhone 15 Pro on AT&T and get an iPad and Apple Watch for 99 cents per month each. AT&T, connecting changes everything. Limited time offer requires 0% APR, 36-month agreement on each. Well-qualified customers, other terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash iPhone for details.